The more you know, the more you know, the more you know, it's the more you know. As always, we are super pumped that you are joining us. Uh, today is, as you are listening, April 14th. Do not forget one to file your taxes. Do not forget two to buy up as many Cadbury mini eggs as possible. And also three Cardinals sit atop the NL Central with a three and one record on pace for 121 wins. Look, I'm not saying that's what they're going to get. I can only go by the numbers. That's what they're on pace for. I am joined currently by <clears throat> who is sitting in a dorm room uh, a little bit northeast of here in Champaign, Illinois. What's up, dude? Not much. Just enjoying this um, Toronto Yankees game. It's been a pretty fun series. And my boy Alejandro Kirk, the short king, is up. So How about him hitting the six hole tonight? I think he's a, the dude batted over 320 and like every stop he was at in um, the minor leagues. Yeah. And I don't I don't get it, but I think he might be the Bartolo Colon of catchers, and I'm here for it. Yeah, and you know, with uh, Danny Jansen out for what the Blue Jays are reporting several weeks, like obviously which sucks Kirk, for him, by the way, because he had a really good start to the year. Yeah, and very integral part, especially with that pitching staff. But you know, Alejandro Kirk has has hit at every level he's been at, and. You know, he was going to be the team's the primary DH and now forced into catcher duties, which I think he'll be fine with. Um, how are they? I going think to he's going to DH. I think he's going to DH a lot as well, just because Zach Collins, the guy that um, they traded Reese McGuire for um, a couple weeks ago, I'm really high on Zach Collins. He's a lefty catcher, which is always nice. A lot of power. He's caught two no hitters as well. Fun fact he caught Rodon's and um, Giolito's. Yasmani didn't catch either one. So I think you can call a good game spot. Um, whenever Danny Jansen comes back, obviously that'll be welcomed. But that team just has ridiculous depth. It seems like it, it really does. And uh, when you have Matt Chapman hitting in the seventh slot, <laughs> I mean, hey, do they 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 play the most fun brand of baseball in the league? And it's not even close. It's one. Their of them. defense has taken leaps and bounds over the. They're still. They used to be the team that would you know kind of bang and then. You know, whatever de- defensive problems they have, they'll deal with. But now they're starting to take away runs, and that's a scary recipe for that team. Absolutely, absolutely. And Your boy Teoscar has a hose, which I didn't know. Maybe yes, that yes, formed this year. He yes, has two or three outfield assists already. The guy's a beast. Um, I think they're waiting on, what is that, Moreno kid, right? He's their, their like, stud catching prospect. Um, yeah, he's good. But, yeah, like, I'm currently watching the Atlanta Hawks kick the absolute – ever-loving shit out of LaMelo Ball and the Charlotte Hornets. So, there's that. MJ. Best, um, <laughs> how many, best how many front office guy MJ, in the league. How many crying MJ memes are we going to see tomorrow on Twitter or tonight? I don't know. Maybe he's going to go full torch to earth and just sign some big free agents this offseason. Hey, just to get it out of the way as we get into full MLB talk, because obviously right now, I mean, the season is rolling. But shout-out to the Brooklyn Nets last night uh, for advancing – and shout out to whomever advanced on the other side. It doesn't even matter. Hey, it was Anna. Hey, Anna Edwards and the boys. Okay, I don't know what your problem is. Hey, hey, what do you think about Patrick Beverly acting like they won the national championship? I'm okay with it. Hey, I, he has some resentment to the Clippers. They treated him poorly, and he went up and they shoved it up their ass. I'm a big fan of it. Uh, again, for four straight years, the uh, one of the men I absolutely despised in the world of basketball. Um, but now have grown to absolutely love J.J. Redick, tweeted a very good point today. Why is it okay that we're all right with um, 
these teams like going crazy when they make the NCAA tournament, but like one year later, they're not supposed to celebrate and making the end, you know, the NBA tournament. I agree with him. Like have fun. My God, it's great for the city of Minnesota. Shout out to a rod, but also well, the Minnesota is a state, but like shout out to Anthony Edwards, shout out to Carl Anthony Towns, who by the way, for just about any, not just athlete, but human has had as much like devastation in the, in his, around his life and within his family in the last two years as anybody can imagine. Uh, I don't think that they're going to. What a year. I, I don't know what they do with Memphis, and that's we're not going to get in the NBA playoff. Well, down, I do. They'll lose. Shout out to them. But, but I, I love Cat, man. What a year he's had. Yeah. So happy he's finally turning into the guy we thought he would be. He had a lot of problems early. And I'm a big Jimmy Butler fan, you know that. But a lot of rumors destroyed Carl Anthony Towns' confidence when he was there. Because not everyone can handle that MJ mentality leadership Correct. end. Glad Carlton Towns is finally getting to the player yeah. we thought he would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, say what you want about Patrick Beverly. I've been a fan since he's been in the league. He, he gets under your skin. He's one of those dudes that if he's on the team you root for or that you play on, you love. If he's not, you hate him. And, and those are the best. Those are my favorite type I, of players. I agree. That's what I was just going to say. I think championship teams need those type of guys. I'm not by no means am I saying Minnesota's a championship team yet. I'm simply saying they are definitely on the rise in the NBA. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing. So uh, draft picks and you never know where they can be. So uh, uh, obviously it's looks like we're going to have the Hawks and the Cavs on Friday night. Uh, let's go Pelicans, by the way, tonight. Let's go Pels. Uh, let's get that win so that we can go ahead and we can play on Friday night as well. All right. That's our yeah. NBA talk for the night. Yeah, it's baseball season. Sorry, wow. NBA fans. All right. All right. Um, last time we talked, we were two and one. Now we're three and one. Uh, as we beat the Royals last night, uh, Hudson really only struggled for just a little bit in that game. I thought I I, I thought Dakota Hudson uh, looked good outside of a couple pitches to Perez and a couple other guys. I, I didn't I wasn't super upset with the Dakota Hudson outing. I was gonna say I don't think the word struggled is even right. I think agreed. He just left two pitches up, and good hitters, better hitters, took advantage of it. I mean that's it's gonna happen in the sport. I honestly think if he was on a regular pitch count. He probably ends up going five or six, and then those five or six three earned looks a lot better than three or whatever he gave. And so, um, Jordan, I, Hicks I mean, I awesome. think, oh, he looked incredible. That's not that's Ooh. not understatement. He looked great. Not, I mean, he came out first inning, worried me a little bit because he obviously wanted to go multiple innings and threw twenty pitches. Then just comes out and and just weak contact. I think has like a ten pitch inning in the second in the second um inning, and I mean, you kind of see who he can be. He can be a strikeout guy. He can be a guy that puts the ball. I mean. They gets the ball and play with weak contact. I mean, that, I don't know what else you could want from wanted from him in that outing, but he looked really good. Absolutely not. And I thought, like, hey, people, he's a polarizing figure, and I do believe that people are on one side of again, just like it seems like everything else in our country, in our world, people choose a side. I enjoy a Jim Edmonds broadcast, and let me explain that to you. I love when he dissects the game because, first of all, the man is a borderline Hall of Famer who played center field at an, not just a, a great level, at an absolutely elite level, put up elite offensive numbers, defensive numbers, and he sees the game differently than I ever did, obviously. So I thought he made some – I love listening to him dissect the game. When he gets into his hey, – who texts him and everything else, I get it. That's kind of a – I hate whatever. that. I hate so that so much. Whatever. Do what? It's just weird to me that you see a guy that played in the league so long with so many Hall of Famers was almost one himself that seems to get so excited to get texted by Major League Baseball. I, I know. 
Uh, he is definitely a name dropper, but you know, whatever. Uh, back to my original point, he brought up a really good point that, you know, he felt like obviously Hicks had good movement at 101, but when you scale that down to 94 to 97, like he even had better movement last night. And, you know, that's something I don't think a lot of people think about, but, uh, you know, the harder you throw it, it is so much easier, as we've seen with Jason Mott and Trevor Rosenthal and some of these other guys, for the ball to be very, very straight. Now, I'm not saying that's everybody, but it is easier. And I, I thought that was a really good point that he brought up, that for Hicks, he thinks he becomes even more dangerous at 94 to 97 than he was at 98 to 101. The most interesting part, that is interesting, but the most interesting part to me about um, Jordan Hicks is my worry was how many innings can he throw? Will that affect his arm? And the way that the, um, the team, the physician, what are, what are they called? The, the people that trainer. deal with health on the team. The trainers, there we go. There we the go. trainers seem to think that this is going to be better for his arm. He's going to not be throwing as frequently. He's going to be on a more um, on a, more of a routine, so he's going to know what he's doing every day at the ballpark. And he's not going to be throwing 103 every pitch. So I think that was really interesting to me, that they yeah. said this is actually going to be better for his arm. And I keep bringing up Freddie Peralta was one of those back-end reliever guys. Didn't know he was going to be a starter. And – I mean, he ends up going to the All-Star game and having a great year last year, and I'm hoping that um, Jordan Hicks might be able to bring a little bit of that this year. Yeah, I, like I said, when we talked about this on the last the last episode, but I am just so intrigued. Like, this is – obviously, I coach at the high school baseball level. I completely understand where they are playing this at a whole nother stratosphere. But uh, Someone say uh, the highest level. Absolutely. But as a baseball fan, oh, you can call me a baseball geek, a baseball nerd, a baseball nerd. You can call me whatever you want. I do not care. Um, I love the ends. I love, like, thinking like a manager, along with the game and then obviously after the game. And even before, I am so intrigued to watch Ali. Uh, we talked last time about how do you manipulate the lineup and how do you get guys at bats and how do you use the bench. I'm also super intrigued to see how he uses Hicks and how he uses these guys in the bullpen. Because last night, outside of a couple bad pitches, I, I mean, Cabrera leaves one ball up to Salvador, but other than that, he looked good. Cabrera looked incredible in the ninth. Um, I, you know, I just, I am very intrigued to watch him manip. That's what I meant. What I say? You said Cabrera twice. Oh my God. Good Lord. Gallegos had a little bit, had a couple glasses of wine. So it's, bear with me. Um, anyway, really intrigued to watch him, how he's going to manipulate the, that, that rotation and the bullpen, and with guys like Hicks, and then when Reyes comes back, and when Jack comes back, I'm just really intrigued to see where innings fit and how it all fits together. I I love that kind of stuff. So, okay. I think he'll do a great job. I really do. I think I do he's too. just a brilliant baseball mind. You can kind of you kind of hear it the way the way he talks about the game, and um, I love his press conferences. I've said this before. So do I. The way that his candor and honesty about everything. He doesn't hide stuff. He doesn't. He doesn't do the mosaic um, philosophical differences, whatever yeah. the fuck. He goes straight, straight forward. He tells you what he thinks. Um, one point I wanted to bring up because the game obviously didn't happen today, but um, Albert Pools was going to be in lineup against Zach Greinke today. What are your feelings about that? I'm okay with it. Well, I didn't look this up, so I guess I should have pre pre pod. But I mean, veteran versus veteran. You got a guy coming off three hits. I know that everybody's really interested to get Lars in the in the lineup and everything else, but you know what? I think he would have been in the lineup. You think he was going to play in the outfield somewhere? I give him someone a day off. Okay, and that's fair. But in the DH slot, if that's what we're talking about, I'm okay with Albert being in there tonight, uh, or what would have been today against Grinky again, a veteran against a veteran, um, coming off three hits. I, I mean, 
I think at this point, and, and you and I have talked like off air, I guess, about this a little bit. And I guess we talked a little bit last half. I, you have to ride the hot hand. And that's going to be, a, again, that's going to be a tough maneuver, I think, for Ali. Because if you have a guy who goes out for 0 for 4, but has been hitting well, do you then bench? Like, I, I, I am just so excited and also intrigued to just watch how this all plays out. I would have been fine with Albert in the lineup today, just to let you know. I liked it for multiple reasons. One, obviously, he had a great night yesterday. He hit the ball really hard on opening day, so he's had, um, what, was it, what is it now, nine or ten at-bats, and he's looked really good, I think. I think, and, I think um, they said he's had nine, nine initial nine. bats and I think he's, six balls on essentially on the screws. Yeah, and he's three for nine, so that's 333, which is obviously good. Um, but the biggest reason that I like it, one is I think they should see what they have with Albert against righties early. So I don't mind that being a day game against Kansas City where you see what you have. And two, Zach Griffey throws slow. And let's right. be honest, Albert's biggest problem against righties has been the velocity. If you're throwing above 95 and Albert's hitting and you're right-handed, he's going to struggle. So when you have a guy that's sitting 88 with that changeup, I mean, Zach Grinke, just as much as Albert is a hitter, um, he's a very – it's more of a well, I'll outthink you. That's how I'm going to beat you. I will outthink you. I will outwork you. And I will just be better than you. My stuff might not be better than your stuff as a hitter, but I will get you to roll over. Um, when you have Albert up there on that day, I mean, he's not going to outthink Albert. So I liked it for multiple reasons. I just thought it was an interesting topic, obviously. Yeah, I did to see Albert. Albert go out there against the righty. And conversely, like what I wanted to say too, or what talk about a little bit was, hey, if I'm a Royals fan, I'm excited about Lynch. I thought he threw the ball. I mean, obviously, the, it didn't end up like he gave up the bomb to Nolan and then to to uh, Albert. But for a young kid, I think he's your number two pitching prospect in in their entire system. He's got good stuff, man. He's got a little giddy up on that fastball too. You could tell he hides the ball well. Yeah. You would see when you see the righties swinging and missing at balls um out on the outside part of the plate and like a couple inches above the strike zone. That means he's hiding the ball well, and they're thinking it might break, or they're just not seeing it. And that he got a couple of strikeouts on pitches way up and out. And um, it seems like he has a funky delivery. And um, some, I mean, we were able to get three big swings on him, and that was about it. All right, last Royals question before we move on to previewing the upcoming series is: Is Salvi a Hall of Famer? Yes. Really, twenty nine WAR. How many catches have been a World Series MVP? I I I, I get it. I I'm simply pointing out. My my skepticism. Salvador Perez. Well, first off, he's not done. He not only I is a World that. Series MVP. He had the best offensive season from a catcher of all time. And you brought up the war. What was it at? You said twenty nine. Twenty nine. He's not done. So he could I, easily get. He's played eleven years. The fifty. It's for sure. You think? I mean, twenty. You think he plays eleven more years? No, but I think if he keeps playing at this level, his war is just going to continue going up, especially if he goes to the DH spot. I, I, I'm not saying no, by the way. I'm simply – I thought – I saw somebody posted on Twitter today, and I, I looked up some numbers because I just kind of wanted to know for myself. And outside – it, it's a very I, – I don't know. I'm not – I don't have – I honestly do not have an opinion right now because the career's not done. So I don't You have know to tamper your expectations per position, in my opinion. So, my so Salvi – Salvador Perez is a top three catcher – in the game since he's been in the league, and the other two were Yachty and Posey. It's not even close to anyone else in the league. So if I think the top three catcher for over 10, 10 years should be in the Hall of Fame, I'm going to say yes. Okay. All right, that's fair. I, that's fair. I just wanted to address that with you to kind of get what your take was because, like I said, I saw it on Twitter, and then I honestly went and, I, and because of my terrible ADD, I went and I looked it up, and then I forgot to go back and check what everybody was saying. So I You know you know, I'm a humongous Salvador Perez fan. He's Same. one of my favorite players in baseball. Same. 
So I so I'm a little bit biased, maybe, but I mean the dude has over 200 homers already. I mean he's not slowing down; he's getting better offensively. I mean he has a career 765 OPS, which is elite for a catcher. And like I said, that's going up. So I think I think yeah. I mean World Series MVP. I mean I'm assuming he has some Gold Glove. Does um, he? I don't know. I I honestly I gar- don't know. I would guarantee he was not. Uh, hold on, let me look that up real quick. Yeah, there we go. Keep talking for a second. If only there was a device we could find that out on. Look, I I think it's an intriguing question. I mean, obviously, David Eckstein wins a World Series MVP as a shortstop. Oh, he's a Hall of Famer, Dad. Five gold gloves. Fucking put him in. Yeah, there you go. Put him in. I don't know. I only looked up offensive stats today. Put him in the hall. Like, that dude, one of the best offensive catchers ever left. Five gold gloves. Would he be the lowest war on pace to have the lowest war in in the – no, he can't, right? There's got to be people with less war than him. I don't care. Harold Baines is in the Hall of Fame. Okay. tell me he's better than Salvi Perez and slap you in the face. <laughs> oh, I think the comp is more Gary Carter, right? Like, and I but, don't I mean, Carter Gary Carter was, was great. You've said that sometimes. His stats are I agree. I was shocked that he got in the Hall of Fame. I wasn't. I looked at his stats after you said that. That dude was ridiculous. He and was. his prime was incredible. R.I.P. by the way, Gary Carter. surprised that you were shocked that Ted Simmons got in the Hall of Fame. Because Ted Simmons' prime was better than Gary Carter's prime. And here's the thing, Dad. Salvi's only 31 years old. Like, yeah. if that guy – and to think that he's going to be done soon is crazy to me if that is anyone's thought process. He just signed the extension. 48 fucking bombs last year, by the way. Excuse me. And an 860 OPS. Like, that dude could rake for another five, six years, and then it's obvious he's in. I think he's going to get it. Yeah, that's hard. That's hard. Five to six years at a catcher to see them raking at 36 is, is difficult. But you're right. I'm not saying you're wrong. I just thought it was worth bringing up. Because I think it's a really interesting like topic discussion. You want to know the most impressive thing? Anyway, the most impressive thing about Salvador Perez's um twenty twenty one campaign. I know he DH'd, but as a thirty year old catcher turning thirty one last year, one hundred and sixty one games played. Yeah, I know six hundred and twenty abs. I mean that guy. I I love Salvi. I think he's incredible. Yeah, like I said. Also, um, one thing we had we'd be remiss not to talk about was the amount of goosebumps I had last night. When Albert and Nolan went back to back, like I, I, I was almost speechless. Like I didn't know what to, it was. Such an awesome, cool moment. Albert with the high socks. Nolan, by the way, is hitting. He is literally pissing all over the baseball right now. He looks Everything incredible. It's hard, and his swing looks. I, I have always been a Nolan. Like I've always loved his swing, but at times he was off balance. He is not off balance at all anymore. And then to watch Albert go back to back with him. In front of the Bush Stadium crowd, number seven eighty. Or no, whoa, 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 whoa. Six eighty. Six eighty. I don't. Right. I don't remember him passing bonds yet. <laughs> Six eighty. Only twenty away. Uh, and and that was that. I wish we were there. Like I said, I really wanted to go to that game last night, but there was just no way it was going to happen. Um, that would have been a really cool moment, and it was a really cool moment to watch on TV. It was awesome. That was. That's one of the coolest things I have seen in a regular season baseball game in my life, and. <laughs> It, it honestly is like this. The list of cool things is very small. It's Derek Jeter's walk off in his last home game, things like that. But I mean, that was it was awesome. And Nolan's just looks incredible right yes. now. I told you that he was not happy with his offensive performance. And that dude, from everything I've heard, it's baseball 365, 24 hours a day for that guy. And Albert, the coolest thing to me about Albert's home run was to see Dylan Carlson's face in the dugout, yeah. to see Tyler O'Neill, to see. How happy Nolan was to have gone all back to back with his favorite player of all time, and then to see how much fun they're having. They that I'm telling you, that group has chemistry I haven't seen since 2011. Like honestly, the chemistry in that clubhouse, 
off the charts. Even when Kisner went yard, how happy they seemed for him. Oh, that. I yes. mean, he I mean, Miles Michaelis just looks. Miles Michaelis looks like the most fun human being to be around of all time. Like just always doing something fun. I I, mean, I don't know. I think it looked like and a great then atmosphere. Last also night. for me, and obviously the nostalgia. You know, obviously. Hey, I want wins, but we're, you know, again, we're all, hey, let's not lose. We're winning. Sight. Fuck it. Let's, we're winning anyway. Let's not lose sight of the fact we're on the pace to win 121 games. So let's not lose sight of that. However, the, the excitement on Yachty's face, he's not in the game. He's not playing, but not just on the Nolan bomb and obviously not just on the, the pools bomb, but on the kids bomb. When kids mm-hmm. hit that, they zeroed in. And I don't know if you saw it, but on Yachty's face and his excitement, like, that's all. I, I love it. I, I am an Andrew Kisner fan. I have been for years. I love Andrew Kisner. And I still believe he needs to play 40 to 50 to 60 games this year. And that is not a shot at Yachty. That's keep Yachty fresh. That's get, I mean, there, hey, Edmonds brought up another good point last night. Hey, shout out again to Jimmy Ballgame. He's a said, very smart man. He said, find me a guy who is not a Latin player who went and played in fall ball, but had already been in the, in the big leagues for a few years. He's like, you're not going to find that guy. Kisner went there and got what two hundred at bats this year. I don't know about two hundred. That's a lot. Okay, but well, um, I, I might have I made that number up. I don't know how many games they play, right? But um, yeah, he was playing every there for a month, yeah, and that's a lot about Andrew Kisner, and not only just getting at bats, but getting ready for this year. And I, I love, I, I'm a, I am a Kisner fan. I know that the, the, the organization is huge on Herrera, and I'm not saying he's not the guy, but let's give Andrew Kisner every opportunity. When Yachty ends up calling it a career, that's that's my my thing. You you also can't mention the homer without talking about the bat flip because he did <laughs> indeed pimp that thing. The bat and the bat um, and yeah, I mean he seems to be one of the biggest clubhouse guys. Yes. On the team, from what I've heard, I mean you had last year Nolan going out there wearing the number seven wrist because Kisner told him to bring him good luck and Lee homered, and it just it seems like everyone loves him as well. I don't know. I just think there's something special about this team this year, and I'm a big Kisner fan. I have been since he came up. I think he's good. Yep, same. All right, where you want to go from here? You want to go, uh, we'll get into this uh, upcoming four-game series and our way-too-early overreaction to a huge series um, segment? Yeah, sure. Let's do it. And to right, the so, Brewers being on pace to win 81 games. Yep, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we're on pace to win 121. You tell me, is 121 better than 81? Uh, it, sounds, it sounds better. Yeah, I wasn't great at math, but that does sound Oh, my bad. goodness, the Orioles are about to beat them. Holy shit. I'm changing the Again? channel. Go for it. It looks like it's two to one bases loaded in the bottom hey, of the ninth. Best thing about the rain out today, we get Wayno going tomorrow night. And and I, you, we talked about this on the last pod, that we really wanted to see this set up to where Wayno was pitching in, in Milwaukee. Uh, he gets Brandon Woodruff. Obviously, we know that Brandon Woodruff is a stud. Brandon Woodruff, however, massively struggled. 0-1 with a 17 ERA. That's one game. So, let's relax. But – but we've got to like that matchup because there is nothing in that Brewers lineup. And, and I, I don't mean to jinx anybody or speak out of turn. Don't or, speak ill of Andrew McCutcheon. Right. But there's nobody that scares the hell out of me in that lineup. I'm sorry. No, Yelly looks, Yelly looks good. And if Yelly's Yelly, obviously he's the guy, Cardinal killer. But um, no, there's not. And it's also worth mentioning for the game tomorrow, Wainwright's great against the Brewers. What if not great against Cardinals? He gets – I mean, Tyler O'Neill loves hitting against him like no one else in the league. So, um, it seems to be a pretty good matchup for game one. I think – I mean, I love that our bullpen's going to be rested because obviously no one will have thrown today because the game didn't happen. And I love the fact that you have Wainwright going out there, gave us six. I'm sure he's going to look to build on that and go seven if he can, if he's pitching well. So, 
I mean, I think it's going to be – it's a pretty good matchup for the Cardinals. This whole four-game set looks pretty good. Hey, what do you know? It's a 4.14 p.m. start, so we're playing another day game. <laughs> yeah, what the hell is that about? Why are we playing what, a 4.14 it, it, on a Thursday? Is it Brewers opening day? Did they play it's the Cubs point. in Wrigley? Yeah, they did. Okay, that's why. Okay, so this is, this oh, that's is interesting. Brewers opening I'm, day. I'm going to be interested to see what their festivities are if they have any. Are, yeah, me too. Uh, that's a, that's valid, yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe, hey – I, maybe I'll text uh, – well, if they're losing, I will not. Maybe I'll say maybe I'll text Devin tonight and see if he's going to slide down with uh, Billy the Brewer. Uh, can we talk about Devin for a second? Into the, into the beer? Like, yeah, let's go. He is fucking incredible at the game yeah. of baseball. He is it, – He's insane. one of the best relievers I've ever seen in my life. It's a shame – well, here's the thing. He's going to be a closer. He deserves to be a closer. He deserves to be paid like a closer – uh, what happened obviously last year in the off in the right before the postseason was a shame. Uh, we I, I I haven't asked. I'm not going to ask him. It's really none of my business. What happened? What pre- precipitated it? Um, it was dropped. However, you are correct. Let's focus on what he can do on the baseball field. And good lord, he's nasty. He is so much favorite reliever to watch in baseball. That changeup he has with 98 in the back of his in his arsenal. I mean, the, and he has a cutter this year. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he I is, will, uh, and he's letting, and he's letting, uh, he's letting the Afro pop this year too. That's pretty good. I will text him tomorrow and let him know you said that. Okay, I will. He liked one of my tweets once when I did when I yeah, um, well, tagged him. Yeah, so Orioles. I'm not going to send him a message tonight. But well, I'll they're tied. Him. They're tied now. He, he Orioles, sometimes he replies. Sometimes he does not. Hey, fair. No, I mean, he's a busy man. He's good. <laughs> he's rookie of the year. <laughs> he does have quite the life going on. You and whenever that. Contract comes up, and I don't think the Brewers will pay him whatever he gets. Yeah, I mean that's gonna he's gonna be the closer. That's his job. So yeah, but dude, I mean I'm a big I, Devin I fan, even though I don't like the Brewers. himself out of Milwaukee as well. Well, Josh Hare's gonna be up like two or three years earlier. I right? get it. I'm simply saying, like, De- I don't know what Devin's contract is right now. I honestly don't, without looking it up. But I, I've got to believe you're going to have a whole lot of suitors looking at Devin Williams right now. Well, what I'm saying is Josh and- Hader will be gone before Devin's years as a closer was not what I was saying. What I'm saying so is, has been is the contract up. Like, is it still two to three years away? I don't know. I mean, this is his third full season now, so he should be arbitration eligible after this year, I believe. Yeah, so, I mean, that's going to be an interesting thing. But, again, you're right. And uh, I, I'm rooting, obviously rooting for a hometown kid. Um, former. I just feel like every time I can bring player, up – Loving. Every time I can bring up how nasty of a pitch that is, I'm going to do it. Because I have <laughs> never seen a change of like that yeah. in my life. I didn't watch Trevor Hoffman pitch. So I can't speak on his changeup. I heard it was gross, but Devin's is—it's called an airbender, and that's a pretty cool name for a pitch. Hoffman, one of the best I've seen. Devin, one of the best I've seen. And if you guys haven't watched Trevor McGill for the Mets, insane changeup as well. He's really good. He's a really very good, good. very good. Um, so game one tomorrow, we, obviously their their opening day, uh, Wayno versus Woodruff. I, what, who do you think's the Asian? You think uh, you think we see a lefty in there against Woodruff, or you think I I really hope Woodruff? Albert. Albert in there? Okay. He will get eaten, eaten alive by 98 at the top of the zone. So, no, I really hope that Lars Newbar gets the start. Last time Lars faced Brandon Woodruff, bomb into the bullpen, just saying. Yeah, I'd like so to I see hope, that as well. I hope I'm, he I'm goes in. i to see that. I think, you go, I think you go regular the entire series, with, honestly, unless you want to get Kiz a start, which I believe you should, the rest of the, the, rest of the series, I think. I would start Kiz on – because he hit a bomb off that lefty and Ashby starting on Sunday. Ashby and then I'd also start Sunday, Albert yeah. Yeah. Um, tomorrow, tomorrow, obviously, we went through that. Uh, Friday, we've got uh, Miles versus Freddie Peralta. Freddie also struggled. 
Miles, I mean, obviously still on a pitch count. It's so weird. Like, it's impossible. Twitter is going crazy over pitching, and I don't feel like everybody understands. Guys, you had three weeks of spring training, and I know that they were throwing on their own, but that's not like pitchers and catchers reporting two weeks before spring training even starts. So we've got to kind of all chill on this a little bit. They also didn't know when to ramp up, even if they were throwing on their own. Correct. They had no idea when the season was going to start. Correct. So – I, I'm not going to blow anything out of proportion for starters, but it is worth noting that the strong suit of the Brewers, they're starting pitching. They're all going three innings max right now, it seems like. Maybe four. I don't know what Hauser went. But, um, and, I mean, if that's the case, I mean, that's why you're seeing the Brewers lose. That's how much of their success the dic- I mean, dictate on starting pitching. So, if you're seeing them struggle right now, it's not a coincidence that all their starting pitchers aren't going 6-7. So, you kind of can see – the the recipe for success against the Brewers is you take pitches, you get that starting pitcher out of the game as fast as you can, and they're a very, very beatable team. Yeah, agreed, agreed. And, you know, uh, hey, we finally get to play under the light <coughs> on Friday night, so that'll be cool. Uh, Saturday, Mats, I think you're going to see a better Steven Mats. You'll probably see a better Adrian Hauser as well. Uh, and then, obviously, we wrap up the series on Sunday with uh, – I mean, obviously, they said I, I saw the tweet tonight, and it said it's up to Ali's decision whether it is Hicks or Dakota. I, I kind of think you're going to see Hicks. I, 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 I that's I, you, you, What do you think? You think that's right? I think we see Hicks. I don't. I'm trying to think. I mean, Dak would be on schedule. Do we have a game Monday? That's the question I want to know. Uh, that is. If we have a game Monday, I think we see Hicks. If we don't have a game Monday, I'll no, we do not play there. Tuesday until Tuesday in Florida. That's tough, then. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, Miami. Sorry. whatever the option is, maybe I would go Dak, and then I'd throw Hicks and maybe the second game and just have him piggyback the starter just to get him um, maybe a bullpen-type session and have him start on Tuesday. Maybe that's the way they'll go. But I don't know. I mean, these Renats have really screwed our rotation. I, I don't know. That. I'd be okay with either either one. That's what I'll say. Here's my thing. I think you'd go back Tuesday with Wayno. He's on full rest. Then well, that you can't skip a guy completely. I may, yes, you can. this early in the year. Yes, you can. Fine, if you're going to do that, then Dad, you have to go Dakota game and five, and you have Hicks. to and you have to have Hicks piggyback at okay, some point. That's fine. That's fine. I, I, that's going to be an, again. Like I said at the beginning of the pod, like I am intrigued to see how Ollie handles all this because, like, my wheels spin constantly. And again, high school Same. baseball coach, right? So his have to be go. I don't know how he sleeps. Don't know how the dude sleeps tonight. He probably doesn't. From what I've heard, that's a strenuous job. You think he um, smokes a little weed and sleeps well at night? No, I don't think so. Maybe a little couple not, bottles of I'm wine. Not gonna, I'm not going to put any accusations on Ali Marmol. No, I'm just case. asking. First I don't all, know the rules zero, for managers zero, and drug zero, use. I have no idea. Zero judgment. Um, no, just I just don't know about, what the rules are for managers. I had one more point. About, Hold on. Uh, little bit I had one more point. Brewers going in as far as their offense goes. Look, there's not much to look at, dude. There really isn't. Obviously. Victor Caratini's hitting 300, if that scares you, he has 10 at-bats. I mean, McCutcheon hitting 260. Rowdy Teles, who a oh, cardinal killer for some reason, is only hitting 260. I mean, Willie Adamas, 260. Uh, I mean, they have three home runs as a team, dude. Yeah, we had that in almost in the first inning yesterday, which is Three fun. home runs as a team. Teles has one, Willie has one, and Mike Russo has one. Brasso, like, give him some respect. Homer up the runs, Chapman. I apologize. What, how's it for it's Brasso. He's the one that homered off a roller's Chapman that's in the race to the World Series. Oh, yeah. No, to the, to the ALCS. 
today. I'll say hey, I'm gonna say but, it again. I know, I know. Obviously, Yelich with an 829 OPS, that's good. That, he's always scary. Be honest. Yeah, that man is always scary. Part, you know right, what he can so. do. We remember what he did. What was that? 2019 and 18 both. And 18 against the Cardinals. Like we remember that. So and the whole league, the dude was just a menace to society those two years. But I mean, yeah, the lineup obviously not frightening, but you don't take obviously. The thing that worries me, and this is, I was going to bring this up earlier, but it slipped my mind. The Cardinals are not scoring throughout the game. That's I agree. To me. I they agree. need to that you cannot have lulls for four or five innings in games. You can't at least put pressure on, but you cannot have a game against the Pirates last Sunday where you go and you um don't get a hit for six innings, and then you can't go and just absolutely torch the starting pitcher in the first inning, and then somehow get worse when you see him more. I don't like. I don't get that. Yeah, but. I understand kids just figured on Homer. That was great. Tommy and um, Albert basically carried the offense after the first the first inning. But um, you have to have multiple innings where you're scaring guys. You cannot go out there and have Nolan hit you a Homer in the first every game and then just go silent. That can't happen. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've I got agree. to put what pressure on throughout the game. I know what I want to ask you. What do you think about the uh, lineup shakeup? Putting Tommy in the sixth hole against the lefty. I think that's, first of all, brilliant. Um, I loved it. Did you like kids though hitting down at the bottom at eight? I didn't until he hit the homer. Now I love it. <laughs> no, I would put Bader in the smart, nine hole against smart, lefties. Smart answer right there. I'd put Bader in the nine hole against lefties, and I would take Paul DeYoung out of the lineup maybe. If, if we're keeping score, hindsight's undefeated. So there you go. I mean, he made the right choice. We just we saw it. But um, no, Paul DeYoung can't hit against lefties. Edmundo Sosa might start every game of lefty pitches. Like he has the worst reverse splits I've ever seen in my life, and he looked like he never touched a bat yesterday. It was bad, like real bad. So yeah, I'm intrigued. I, I didn't look again. Did not look this up. But we'll have to look into this. I'll, I'll tweet this out tomorrow. Um, but I am intrigued to see, like maybe we get a Sosa start tomorrow. You think, or you think you get Paulie? You got to give. You got to get the guy in at some point, right? I, I mean, think so. I, again, I don't, I don't think, think tomorrow. I would do not think tomorrow's the day. No, I guess Brandon Woodruff. I would say no. Yeah, I was just intrigued to see if we knew what they hit. You know what I mean against. Um, here, let me look this up. I'm, let me, hey, you keep talking. I'll, I'm going to look this up. I mean, I guess Brandon, Brandon Woodruff's really good. I think you got to have your, your nine out there. I mean, your top nine. And Edmundo Sosa, obviously, they don't view him as one of those players right now. Because Paul and uh, Paul DeYoung's been hitting pretty well against against righties in a homer-friendly ballpark. I would say you definitely go with Paul DeYoung tomorrow. And, and it also, just for his confidence, Dad, you know, he goes 0 for 3 for the first time this year without getting on base. Oh, he walked. Okay, he did walk. Um, but he goes over. I don't. Think it's a. I don't think you want to bench him after he goes over. Yeah, I think it, again. I think that is a very um, intriguing, intriguing thought process there. What you do. Um, I do want to see Sosa get some right? starts. Paul DeYoung yeah. hits two twenty two with an OBP of three hundred against uh, Brandon Woodruff. Um, you know, hey, Paul Goldschmidt That's is thirty one against him. Look, nobody two twenty two is not bad against that guy. Well, against Brandon Woodruff, I mean, no, Tyler O'Neill does. Look at his stats. They're freaking horrid. They're like, he, he tears them up. 308. He hits 308 again. And I think he has two or three bombs. I know he has at least two. But I think he, he might has have three. three bombs and seven jack or seven RBIs. Yeah, I mean, he tears them up. So, I mean, look for him tomorrow to maybe get one. He's hitting a lot of balls hard this last couple of days, not getting much luck. But, um, yeah, I, I, I do want to see him Minnesota get some playing time. I just don't think tomorrow is the day. Yeah, not a lot of – if we're going to be honest, not a lot of Cardinals with a lot of success here against Brandon Woodruff. Last year they beat him every time they played him. 
I mean, it was Tyler and Newton that one game when they had that yeah, big I'm comeback win. As a whole, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, yeah, but they have better. But to be fair, it's Brandon Woodruff. They had better success than most against them. Yeah. So that's really what you're looking for. I mean, you get a couple guys to clip him on a fastball, and that might be enough to beat this. But again, now. we don't know if this Brandon Woodruff is the Brandon Brandon Woodruff of past, so we just don't know that yet. So that is gonna I be- will. I don't know. The Brewers are winning again, and now I'm sad. Colton wanted to try. Well, it's whatever. It's whatever. No, we're, hey, we're on pace to win 121 games. The Orioles are so bad, I can't watch this. Okay, yeah, what, what do you want to go to next? They're so bad. Eagles <laughs> against the Brewers. Um, anything else we want to talk about with this with the series? Uh, our, well, thoughts on Michaelis? Thoughts on Matt's? Thoughts on on those two right there? What would you like to see from those two guys this weekend in Milwaukee? Uh, I want to see the Cardinal pitchers get the fucking ball down. Mm-hmm. The amount of hung pitches – that are getting punished right now, it's, they can't happen. It can't. You're going to get absolutely shredded against any big league lineup if you're just throwing sliders up there and leaving them up. You so think that's, that that's what I'm looking for. The product of a shortened spring training? It's that. It's cold. It's rain. It's early on in the season. There's a lot of factors. But you're inside. You're in You're in Milwaukee. It's a big series. Because I was thinking about this. I don't care that it's April. This is – the tiebreaker is no longer 163. Game 163 is not a thing anymore. It's head-to-head. So you've got to come out here and you've got to perform. I don't yeah. care what month it is. You've got four games. So they've got to get the ball down, and they've got to be able to maximize their pitches. If they're on a pitch count, 80 pitches, 80 pitches, whatever it's going to be, you can't go through that in three innings. You've got to be able to lengthen it out and not make the bullpen have to cover you every game. So that's what I'm looking for in a four-game series from them. All right. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued to see what our DHs do. I, I really am. I'm intrigued to see if, if Lars gets in there. I'm intrigued to see what Dickerson can do because you got to think we're going to see him at some point. And then It'll obviously, I guess, what, Ashby's a lefty? Is that right? He is. He does hard. So you'll see Albert on Sunday for sure. We know that. Um, I, I'm just yep. – I'm, I'm, I'm interested. I Like I said, I just love the way this team is set up right now. And I just it, – it's one of those things. It's such a difficult thing that who do you put in there and – who do you sit and how do you figure that out? But that's hey, so is baseball. That's that's that, that's what Dylan. Awesome. One of my friends, Dylan Bristow, was asking me what I, what I would do earlier, and I said, "All I can tell you is I'm glad I don't have to make the decision." Yeah, shout out to Dylan, so. By the way, I just I just get to watch. I get to watch what all he does and critique him at every move. Yep. Oh all my right, gosh, uh, the Blue Jays are winning. You want to do a little uh, news and notes from around the league? Yeah, let's do it. Wait, before we get into that, you wanna you wanna hit on Dubon? Yeah, I was that's an interesting topic. Let's start there, and I'll let you you go there because uh, I got a I got a few things to say, but I'm gonna let you start it. All right. So if you for those who don't know, Mauricio Dubon, young player for the I'm, I'll look up his exact age real quick, but young player for the Gabe Kapler led Giants. Um, yesterday they were winning 11 to two in the in the sixth inning, I believe, and he dropped down a bunt. By the 182 this year he's now two for 11 for a hit um bob melvin obviously not very happy about it and i've got multiple thoughts on this okay you ready for them i'm gonna it's gonna be Absolutely. hard to follow the um, question is is our is our audience ready for these yeah well we'll see um <laughs> when i was being brought up playing the game of baseball i was taught you don't bunt when you're up a lot you don't steal when you're up a lot right that's what i was taught correct um i agree with that to an extent but now, this year, I don't. I don't, and here's why. Gabe Kepler, um, it looked like he was going over and um, cr- um, chastising Mauricio Dubon. Turns out in the post-game interview, not at all what was happening. He told him that's what we're going to be doing all year long. Good Correct. job. 
And he, his reasoning, which was very profound, I didn't, I didn't think about this at all, was he said, our job right now is to win series. It's not to win one game, it's to win a series. Against the Padres, a, guy, a team they will obviously be battling for in the West. So, and, with, and he said, we want to get in the bullpen. So getting a guy on base and getting the bullpen deeper, this is only the second game of the series. So Dubon dropping down a butt. I mean, I get it. If that's the way he wants to play, then, I mean, go for it. That's the way he plays. Unless the pitcher is going to just give you heaters down the middle, then I don't see why you should change how you play. That's where I've landed, I think, at this whole thing. Unless the pitcher is going to just not try and get you out anymore, then why should you just give him all the advantages and say, okay, well, I'm not going to use one of my skill sets. I don't get that thought process at all. I'm sick of it. I, I don't I don't I don't I don't get it unless the pit and why is every unwritten rule dad benefiting the pitcher? What unwritten rule benefits the hitter? Hey, hey Caleb, what are the unwritten rules of the NBA? There's not any. Right. What are the unwritten rules of the NFL? Um, not any. Yeah. They don't what have about any the NHL. They don't have any. They people lick why people. In that sport. It's weird. Major League Baseball have them. And to be fair, Dad, you taught me these rules too. Well, here's the thing. Let me explain this to you. You're right, okay? I also believe that at your age, in when I had you from ages 7 through 14, and then I handed you off to the high school, she taught you the same thing. <coughs> at that age, it is about the game. When you get to, let's even say, I hey, you can even throw in college at the highest level. You get high to school. the minors, you get to the majors. It's a business, all right? Yeah. It's about it's about your stats. It's about winning ball games. It's about winning series, right? If you if you're up eleven to two on in high school against, let's say, Belva East, all right, yep. you, you probably aren't going to bunt or steal second. If they come back and they score ten runs, your head coach is not getting fired that year, all right? Right. When you get to the major leagues, unwritten rules are thrown out the window. Okay. So I feel like the respect for the game is good at the lower levels. I really do. Like, I, hey, I've coached in a lot of games where we were blowing people out and where we were getting blown out, and things changed, right? Can I stop you there for a second? Sure. How does what he did disrespect the game in any facet? It doesn't. It doesn't. Then, then the respect for the game was out the window with that. Okay. He didn't That's disrespect fair. it. He didn't bunt fair. and then stand on first base and talk shit to the pitcher because they're losing 11 to 2. He just bunted about, for a hit. I think more. it's more at the younger levels about your opponent. All right. Then it it's is. also it's also different. There's a time limit in younger right. games. There's also you don't want games to go forever. There's, a, There's it's a also different a run sport. Limit, right. There's no run limit in baseball. But to be fair here, Dad, where'd you get all these rules from? Watching the big leagues. That's where these rules started. In you know, they I didn't guess, start in the minor also, leagues. To be fair, I was also taught these as a younger kid. I was taught them in high school. I was even taught them in college. So it was just became what I thought was part of the game. All right. Because that's what it was. What older, that's what everyone saw. Well, as I've gotten older. The major leagues, remember when the Rangers, when they got all pissed off about the guy bunning to break up a no-hitter. Like, your job at the big league level is to get on base. And also, to be fair, that's at any level. I don't care about that. But here's the thing. Rod Carew, Hall of Famer, OG, right, said, let let him bunt. Let the kid bunt. Like, he's right. He's right. I've got two two more thoughts on this, if you're ready. From, was Mauricio Dubon, young guy, um, he's 24 years old, almost 25, Trying to make a name for himself. His job right now is to get on, get a spot, it's to keep a spot, and it's to get paid whenever he can. Whether that's an arbitration, whether that's in um, free agency, whatever that happens. In the big leagues and get money in that 10-year window if he's lucky 
So if he's going to be able to get a couple hits like that throughout the year, go for it. By all means, get your money, do what you can. That will help you. That's my thought from Risa Dubon. No problem with what he did. My other thought is, like I said earlier, that there's no 163 anymore, Dad. So if they win this game and then they end up tying with the dot with the Giants in the season series against them, and then the second thing after that, what is it? It's run differential in the games you played them. So any team in the big leagues is not running up scores to try and get that run differential on your side. That's ridiculous. You should be. They made the rule to where now it's run differential is the is the second tiebreaker. So you should be trying to score as many runs if you can blow up a game. That's my opinion. Uh, Tony LaRusso, to, to paraphrase, and I, I'm probably not – I don't want to quote. Oh, what the fuck did he say? Hold, stop. Said very simply, right, uh, we will stop running if the other team promises to stop scoring. I think that's a very valid point. That could not surprise me more that that came out of that man's mouth. Yep. Yeah, I mean, just letting you know. Maybe he's turned a corner. Maybe Tim Anderson got in his well, ear. This when did this happen? You, this probably – this was back when he was with the Cardinals. Oh, okay. So that's so he just picks and chooses his unwritten rules. Got Maybe. it. You well, can't swing on three zero against right. It's, you can't, you can't it's, swing three zero. It's the whole group of people who also don't like bat flips. They don't like that people stand and watch a home run. They don't like that people do a little shuffle around first or around third. They don't like that pitchers throw their arms up in the air when they get a massive strikeout. Uh, it's a, it's the same group, dude. It's the exact same group of people who get mad at, at this, who get mad at all of those other things. And they're so, but you know, what's weird to me at this point, it's weird to me that Tony LaRusso is okay with that specific situation, but he backed the twins for hitting your mean Mercedes when he swung on three Oh against a position player. I, Hey, so I don't get where he's coming from. I just I don't think I can stand that guy. Anymore. I was just giving you an example. I know it's just, that's just weird to me. Like I don't know where the lines are drawn. It's such a gray area in the game. No, it's really not. Be. First Here's of all, what it should know. It, well, it is. It's been it is. it's been made. I'm a not gray saying. Area okay, let me finish. Price. What I, you didn't let me make my point. Sorry, I apologize. It is a gray area in the sport, and it shouldn't even be a thing. It right. shouldn't be a gray area. It should be we're playing nine innings, and unless you want to get a white flag out there and say we're done, then you don't have any fucking. Agreed. If they're trying to beat you, they can try and beat you however they want, whether that's 20 to 1 or whether that's 5 to 1 and they stop scoring. Also, Agreed. if you're going to put a fucking position player in the baseball game, yes. don't you Bingo. talk about the sport because that is the worst thing you can do in a sport. That is the most embarrassing and that shouldn't even be in the sport anymore. But if you're going to put a position player in the game because you don't want to try anymore, why the hell do you care that a guy is bunting for a base hit off you? You gave up. You gave up the game. Also, speaking of that, shout out to Travis Darno, who had a blast with getting hit by a 54-mile-an-hour pitch. By D. Gordon, yeah. I'm a big <laughs> Travis Darno fan. Also, awesome. I do want to make clear, I'm a huge Bob Melvin fan. I love the guy. Yeah. He was a great coach, but this was bad, and I hated it. Well, I think that is standing up for your team who's getting their ass kicked. Like, that's what it is. It's just I'm the wrong way to do right. it. You look like a fool. I get like it. A fool. I'm not saying it's right. I'm simply telling you what it is. Here's what you do. You don't – hey, you Darvish, be the ace that we're paying you to be. Don't give up nine. Stop fucking worrying about the other team. Get out. Oh, all right. A few other things. All right. You ready to move on from that? Yeah, I'm heated now. I, okay. I hate him. I hate him. Good, good, good. Also, poor Mike Schilt not getting into that because that man did not deserve what happened on Twitter today. They did that have a good conversation. Wrong. That man said something, nothing different than what every, first of all, high school, college, and pro coach has said 4,000 times in their life to somebody on an opposing team. So Can I be honest with on. you about that situation? That situation should never be written about. No, I shouldn't have even known. 
No, that's that. But what I'm saying is, and you cannot write about what a person says in that specific situation because we have no idea how he said it, what his dialect. Oh. We have no idea how he said the phrase. So, see, for you to write about it and me to read it with the racial narrative already being spun before that is me. I'm going to read it now in my show saying in a way he probably didn't say it. So I, I didn't like that at all. I thought it was irresponsible journalism. I agree. I agree. I'm a journalism uh, major. Hey, Take it as a uh, grain of salt. Just a question. Was it Adam Schefter that tweeted that out? Fuck him. <laughs> all right. Sorry. Okay. Let's, let's move on. Hey, last time we talked about Joey Votto. Um, here soon, I'd like to create uh, a pod, and you can do this as well, but I'd like to create my five favorite non-Cardinal players in baseball. All right? Not, not like the best. Okay. Obviously, I put the list out on Facebook. Thank you for all those of you who uh, participated. I, I included Mookie. I think going back and looking at it again, I would probably maybe add Trey Turner on that list instead of Mookie Betts. I don't want need to get into all of that. That's on Facebook. That's on Twitter if you want to check that out. But that was fun. That was, that was a fun thing. I had a lot of interaction from you guys. That's I love that. That, that That's so fun for me. Um, but again, I love Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts is a stud. Agreed. Agreed. So I don't really want to take a shot at him. But um, – Words like, oh my God. All right. Joey Votto, right? One of my favorite mm-hmm. people in sports. But I think it's hands down at this point that if you are not on the Brett Phillips train, as far as not just being the most fun for the game, as he's always been, by the way, but also just, just who he is. Baseball, I'm not saying he's the only one because there are a lot of guys like Brett Phillips, but that man is just great. That, that is a top notch human being. He's he's awesome. And I mean, everything that guy has done in his entire tenure in major leagues, from the Brewers to the Royals to the Rays, he has been just an. And he's also a pretty damn good baseball player. Doesn't really get credit for it. Yes. that guy has some yes. pop. I'm talking about like major league baseball player. Now, obviously, he's good to be where he is. I'm saying as a major league baseball. Player. No, you're. I agree. But here's the thing: the other night he's pitching. He makes a diving catch. Every pitcher, obviously, he's not a he's not a pitcher, but he has pitched in the past, and he has so much fun with it. But obviously, he run his sprint speed was like twenty four miles per hour at the top. That's elite. All right, that's a center fielder on the mound right there. Absolutely elite. And then last night, if you haven't watched it, it's on our Twitter page and it's on our Facebook page. But you can also Google it. Go watch uh, a girl diagnosed with her second round of cancer. Massive Brett Phillips fan throws out the, the the first pitch. Brett catches it, and by the way, the way he caught the ball and the excitement that he had in that moment cannot be feigned. Like that can't be faked. That's who he is. I think twenty four seven. And then, as she's being interviewed during the telecast, hits a home run. I, I again, I, I posted a not all heroes wear capes. I'm positive that Brett Phillips wears a cape twenty four seven. And after his um, post game, he shut up, and he was crying. Um, so we know the wristband, right? Person. Yeah, and a softball. She wrote his name on it, a couple yeah. of things. But he's—I mean, he's—he's he's awesome. He's, and you could tell he was really touched by it. And we've seen a couple. This happened with Joey Votto a couple of years back. Yep. Where, um, going back to him, where uh, someone with cancer told me to home run for him, and he did. And it's just it, Brett Phillips is awesome. He's a yes. really—he's cool. That right was awesome. Now, awesome. That's one. That's why baseball is so list. great. Right now, that's one and two on my list of favorite humans in baseball uh, outside of the Cardinals. It's Brett Phillips and Joey Votto. And I will keep adding to that list because, guys, there's so many of them. That's the thing. Like, we tune into the Cardinals, you know, most of us, not all of us, 
I, I mean, you and I spend a lot of time on Twitter. We spend a lot of time on MLB Network. We pay attention to a lot of the teams. We get thank God for social media. We get to know these guys a little bit better than days gone by, right? But there are so many of them out there, and when you get to realize the the greatness that these some of the great things these are guys are doing, like right now it's Votto and it's Phillips at, at the top two. I'm going to add to that list as we go. But again, go check out the video. It's like three minutes long, and you will not regret it. You'll feel better about yourself. You'll feel better about baseball, about athletes, but also about humanity. Yeah, and it, the coolest thing about this age of growing up as a sports fan is social media. It sucks at times, yeah. But to be able to interact with these guys, I've interacted with Brett Phillips multiple times yeah. on social media. And he's always been very nice. And you get to kind of know the, get to know the guys, like you said. And he's just, he just seems like a really, really cool person. Love him. Today I was interacting with Will Middlebrook, former third baseman of the Red Sox. Like, Trent Allen Craig. You get to do that. Do you know he heard I mean? Alan Craig. He heard Alan Craig. He did. I love him on. He is the type of guy who I do think we could probably have on here because, hey, if you're on Twitter, he interacts with everybody. Shout out to him for that. You don't have to do that as a professional athlete. You can pick and choose, but he is awesome, and he will give you honest answers, and he will talk to you, and he will give you replies, and he will give you his side, and you will explain it. And this is a former major leaguer uh, play, who obviously played in the 06, no, 13 World Series. Sorry. 13, correct. Um. But who, who I, yeah, it's all, I, I, that's what I love about social media. Like you said, there are dark spots in social media. I try not to focus on those. And I, hey, the best thing about Twitter and Facebook is I can eliminate those people. Yeah, you can block them. That's yep. what I do. I just so, get the negativity out. Really wanted to give Brett Phillips as much time as we can because big, big fan. Big, big fan. Um, around the league also, hey, give me your thought. Okay, hot topic of the day. Okay. Kershaw. Pitch limit, perfect game, seven innings, 80 pitches. Dave Roberts pulls him just like he did to Rich Hill. What are your thoughts, Joe? Uh, my thoughts are there was no way they were going to let him throw 110 pitches today, which is where he was. So, perfect game. So, coming off multiple injuries, I'm okay with it. Okay. And, you know, here's the thing. I understand what you're saying. And, and one of my good friends, Tyler, who was a really good high school and college pitcher, uh, local kid, Tyler Bress, shout out to him. A uh, very good pitcher. And he said the exact same thing you did. It's early in the season. The last thing you're going to do, which I also believe that Roberts and Kershaw had a discussion. Like, wouldn't we yeah, be naive sure. to believe that they didn't? Okay. Kershaw's not going to get taken out of the game if he doesn't want to be taken out of the game. Right. That, but I, I could, like, again, back to my thoughts on what if as a manager. I how Look, here's the thing. Kershaw has a no-no in his career, but there have only been, as Passon tweeted out today, and I didn't realize the number, 23 perfect games in the history of baseball. Like how – I again, I understand it. It's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. I completely get it. But do you know – I mean, how does Kurt Clayton Kershaw forever, it feels like he's going to be thinking about what if – I don't know his mansion he's living in with his um okay um, with his all, gold hold jacket on, hold on, hold on. with his I gold with I'm not done with his gold jacket and his World Series ring probably multiple after a couple of years I think he'll be okay I get it I hate I hate but but again this is the mansion a, was just a, a joke I just added it in there. I, I, he's he's the first Bell Hall of Famer I get it oh but yeah this I'm a great man your lore in the history books of baseball with a perfect game and, and I, he's already I, in he it Dad he's it. already in it I get it. Like Dale's brain through a perfect like, game. He's not in the war of baseball here, right? I get it, and it's the coolest accomplishment you could have on a baseball field, the hardest thing you could possibly do. 
hundred percent. But for me, worst case scenario, Dad is way better than best case scenario is he throws the perfect game. Obviously, cool. But what if he gives up a hit and simultaneously gets hurt, and the perfect game's gone, and now he's out for three months? Okay, here's the question, Caleb. You and you know this as well as I do. Nobody coaches or plays not to get hurt. Yes, they do. That's why they took him out of the game. Okay. All right. That's the only reason they took him out. Why, if it wasn't to keep him from getting is hurt? It, why let me ask you a question. All right. If you were the one pitching, right? What would okay. have been your thoughts? Am I Clayton Kershaw or am I just some Joe Schmo? You're a you're a guy who I don't care who you are. You're well, a guy different when you're in April, Has thrown seventy pitches. 80 pitches, my apologies, 80. has a perfect yeah. game through seven innings. Hey, let's go back to clear the mechanism, Kevin Costner. What are you thinking? Uh, if I have the injury history of Kershaw's last season, I understand it. If okay. I'm just completely healthy, that's different. If he had Kershaw, if this was four, if this was three years ago, and Kershaw, and it was the same short and spring training, and it was Kershaw before the injury bug he's had the last couple of years, he finishes that game. But that's okay. not the reality of his situation right now. Like I said, so you've got to keep a healthy Kershaw. And I it's more important that. than a perfect game. But I don't know how you get me off that mound. That's all. I, I get it. I 100% get it. And I wish they would have let him try and finish it. And I wish they would have brought him up for the eighth and seen if he could have gone smoothly and had a, a slow, like a lower pitch count. But I mean, Kershaw, he doesn't. I don't want Kershaw hurt again. That's more important to me. I, I love it. watching Clayton Kershaw pitch. He is like a said. generational talent, one of the greatest to ever do it. And I'd rather have 30 starts of Kershaw than one great one. I get it. Complete, and that's a very logical, rational thought. And I understand it. Um, I'm just looking at it as in, at a different light. And I would think as a competitor, it would be very tough. But again, I go back to the fact that I have to believe that Dave Roberts and Clayton Kershaw had a conversation. They did. So, and I'm sure Kershaw was probably all in it. He, doesn't, he wants to be healthy. I would guarantee you if you say Kershaw – let um you get a perfect game or you are going to potentially jeopardize your arm's health down the stretch of a World Series um contending team, like which they know they are. Which one are you taking? He's saying, take me out of the game. Yeah. And he well, said, let afterwards, me go get another championship. He said afterwards, I haven't thrown a curveball in months or, you know, or whatever, or however he phrased it. He handled it very well. I personally don't know what else he was going to say, but. Oh, he wants to win, man. That's what that's who Kershaw is. Kershaw wants to win. His personal accomplishments, he's done so many things. I'm sure those don't mean as much to him as winning does at this point in time. Yeah, valid, valid. All right, last thing that I have. And then if you have anything else, that's great. Otherwise, we'll, we can go ahead and get out of here and start to kick off the four-day uh, set in Miller Park. Um, are, are you as enamored? Obviously, we're talking a weekend, so we'll see where it goes because we've seen this happen before. But what Stephen Kwan, shout out to the Oregon State Beavers, right, sixth-round pick. Um, what he's doing is pretty awesome right now for Cleveland. I don't know, man. He swung and missed once. He so twice. I think today. he might be on a First down ball. He might. He might suck. Yep. First of all, Lodolo, bat rough start today for the Reds. Right. He's um, young. Big prospect, but he did get Quan, who had not done this all year, to swing and miss twice. Yeah, Steve. I, I'm incredibly impressed. To answer your question. Um, he's no Jeremy Hazelbaker, <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, I think he's going to be a stud. I mean, he. His game, I mean, look at it. If you look at his, yeah, if you look at his stats in the minor leagues, Dad, let me just. No, they are very, um, very good. His on base percentage is ridiculous every stop he's been at. And it's over 380 every spot he's been at. That's crazy. That's a crazy number to be at. So, yeah, I do think he's going to be good. I don't think, 
I mean, he looks like a stud. I mean, he looks like a major league hitter. That's all I well, can say. Well, for those of you, I guess I said sixth round. I apologize, fifth round. Um, but for those of you who are college baseball fans, as uh, uh, Caleb and I are, I remember him at Oregon State, right? And mm-hmm. he was on, oh, I think he was on that team with Rushman, and he was on that and team with all of those guys. Nick Madrigal. Madrigal. Um, there was another guy who's in the show right now, a pitcher. Oh, no, that team was loaded. That His name is, loaded. is escaping me right now, but that team was incredibly good, and he was right in the middle of it. And, you know, I think it's awesome. Hey, the Guardians, look, when you have guys, and we talked about this a little bit before, uh, I think that's my American League team now, maybe. Shout out to D. But I think that's my American League team now. I don't really have one. I, I, I'm I, on the Astros, like, so. Yeah, I get it. And, I, I've you know, as a kid, I always liked the Red Sox, but then we had a lot of oh, matchups. Uh, I know. I understand. We had a lot of matchups with them, it, it, with the Cardinals. Um, I, I'm a fan of the White Sox because I hate the Cubs. So I feel like if I have to root for the Chicago team, I'm going to root for the White Sox. But it's not like I – I'm a diehard fan. I'm really all in on the Mariners this year. I, I, I love to watch that team. But but because of D and because of, of some of these young guys, I love the fact that they've got Quan and Rosario, who it feels like we talked about this last time. You can plug them in almost at any position at any point in time, and that gives you so much flexibility as a manager. And, again, we know Terry Francona works miracles. I, I love that guy. And I wish he would have been hired here in 2012, but he wasn't. And that's Cleveland's benefit. You know, our loss is their gain. So, so let's okay. Here's what I want to say. Um, Quan, I don't want to treat him like you mean Mercedes last year, which was just a weird little fact. I hit moms. Yeah, I don't want that because this is what he did 2018. He came up 20 years old, rookie ball and a and um, low a 346 average, 469 OBP, and four and 911 OPS and 17 games. So, small sample size. Went down a little bit to a 353 OBP, so I was wrong in 2019. But then 2021, after obviously 2020 was lost for minor leaguers, he only batted 328 between AA and AAA, 407 on base, 527 slugging, and 934 OPS. So why would I not think the dude's going to be a, a stud? I mean, those, those are great numbers. Right. That's not that's not a flash-in-the-pan guy. That's a legit player. Yeah. I mean, that's a 920, 934 OPS in 77 games last year. That's really good. And I love that I'm Frank assuming he missed time. plugged him in every day in the lineup at the top of the lineup and uh, let him just play. You know, he's only batting six sixty seven this year. He's only batting six sixty seven. Well, he is down to five twenty six after today. I thought it was just I'd updated. Oh, am I wrong? I think he had a hit in his last at bat. Oh, all right. I apologize. I was looking on uh, the on seven fifty OBP. Holy I know. Shit. You know what's even crazier? Barry Bonds almost did that for a whole season. Well, that man lived in another on another stratosphere. He he uh, he lived where Elon Musk was born on another planet. I've got one more point that popped up in my head because all I do all day is sit in my room and think about baseball. Um, <laughs> I think if might, Juan Soto, some, some people might be concerned that you are like you know, are are you going to start sending letters out with cutouts for magazines? No, I okay. think that Juan, if Juan Soto did steroids, he would be Barry Bonds. <laughs> Well, Juan Soto is going to be loved in New York. He's not going to the Yankees. They don't sign free agents anymore. We'll see. They don't. They signed Garrett Cole's bum ass, who gave up three again today. We'll see. God, I hate him. Oh, God. Just move they on. Signed they signed DJ LeMahieu, too, brother. They signed him for $2 million I'm just, on a I'm, flyer to be on the I'm bench. Just and he's you know a star. That I have a they signed him for, Dad. One of the worst contracts in baseball now. I'm just letting you know that I have a feeling Juan Soto ends up with the New York Yankees. No, they're going to sign Aaron Judge to eight years, and it's going to hamstring him when he gets hurt. Again. Oh, could be fair. Could I, be I fair. do love, I do love Aaron. If I'm sorry, Aaron. 
All right. Anything else you want to go through that happened around the league the last few days? Obviously, we just talked to you guys a couple days ago, but we wanted to go ahead and get this in with the. I, I mean, like I said, big, big. Hey, big road trip. What do we have? Milwaukee, um, Miami, and is it is it Cincinnati? Is that what it is? I, I, think I so. honestly haven't looked ahead of my. Uh, I think it's a. I think it's a ten game road trip with those three in those three places. That's tough. That's a tough. I mean, they're on a ten game. I mean, I guess it seems so early. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's a lot of good pitching they're going to be facing, so their offense is going to be put to the test. Yeah. Because all three of those teams have really good starting pitching. So, yep. yeah, that's going to be interesting. Then. I mean, we're going to – I think after that would be April 24th when that's over, I think we're going to have a better idea of where this team is and what they're in, at least for the first I, half. I agree. I agree. So, I'm so that's going to be interesting. We'll keep tabs. Right now they're averaging over six runs a game, which is great. That obviously probably will not keep up, but – I mean, I think the offense is what I'm circling to be surprising to a lot of people this year, at least around the league that don't pay attention to Cardinals every day. And I am and I guess after these three series, I mean, we'll see if they really are that team or if it's just a flash in the pan. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, excited to see what happens. Again, 414 tomorrow for those of you. Um, well, when you listen to this, it'll be today. But 414 Central Time. Uh, Central Time. And uh, Wayno versus Woodruff, always always excited when Wayno's on the mound. So let's go. Sounds like a win. Yep, agreed. I don't even know uh, who I don't even know who Brandon Woodruff is. So fair. <laughs> we, should, fair. we should be fine. He's Anything not Anything else you got around the league that you want to talk about that's happened in the last couple of days? I don't think so. I just hope Mike Trout gets over his illness soon, so I can one have on my fantasy team playing and two get to watch him. We had a guy on our – it was a joke. I did slightly joke with him, but not really. It was kind of serious. That said that Mike Trout's not going to get the 500 homers and a bunch of counting stats that I don't really care about anyway. But I just want to see Mike Trout play baseball. Same. That's Same. all I care about. Like, there's yep. one wish I could have in the world. It might be to just have Mike Trout play baseball yeah. every day. Yeah. Like, I just – he is so, – everyone that doesn't get to watch West Coast baseball, go watch Mike Trout. We take it for granted. We've had it for 10 years. I don't know how much longer we're going to have him. Please go watch Mike Trout play baseball when he's, when he's in the lineup. Speaking of National Treasures, Bryce went yard today, just so you know. he. I had a crazy thought also today that he might end up being better than Mike Trout. <laughs> I mean, he, you know he might. He plays Bryce every Harper game. Train. He plays every single game, Dad. I have been on the Bryce Harper train since he was 16 years old. Judge me as you will on that comment, but it's the That truth. sounds weird. <laughs> that hey, sounds weird. That, that, man, that man said – uh, fuck off public education. I'm going to go ahead because I'm so damn smart and get my GED after my junior year. Then I'm going to go out to the greatest junior college league that we have in, in this country. Oh, I'm going to go ahead and win the Golden Spikes Award while hitting 30-plus home runs and then get drafted number one overall. And then just come up and win two MVPs so far out of a year. I mean – I mean, yeah, he's incredible. He is incredible. And he's gotten to the point of where, like, he's not that guy anymore. You know, he's not considered the chosen one. No one thinks of him like that anymore. He's almost like fighting against people that think he's going to regress. Agreed. So, obviously, I'm a huge Bryce Harper fan. I Same. Same. One, I got nothing else. Not going to put him on my list right now yet. He will get there. What? Come on. Hold on. on. Hold on. Let me stop. Of favorite humans. Right now, that is only Joey Votto and Brett Phillips. For oh, put him two, on. Hold on. Two very good reasons. You know, we've talked about the Bryce Harper stuff, the selfies with guys in the Smithsonian, the selfies with fans in the park. The man is awesome. I love him. I'm simply saying right now in the 2022 season, my list is Brett Phillips and Joey Votto just for what they've done this season. Okay. I mean, I, it's kind That's of fair? stupid. You're not putting Alex Bregman on that list, but okay. I'm talking about humans, dude. 
I I know I was joking. I okay. Okay. But uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a great. I mean, those are top tier humans in baseball. Right. We hope get into broadcasting. And also, to be fair, let's go ahead and add Freddie Freeman to that list for what he did with Iglesias. I don't know that Acuna thing rubs me the wrong way. I'm not going to down a notch. Yeah, I don't, dude. Okay, I'm not going to get into that. It just does. It just rubs me a little bit the wrong way. Hold on, hold on. Freddie handled that incredibly well. He said, "I love Ronald. He's great for the game. He needs to be playing. He's one of my favorite people." Freddie handled that incredibly well. If anybody handled handled it afterwards very well, no, he handled it afterwards very well. Sitting a major uh, man, let's just say a man down who's trying to get comfortable in the major leagues and wiping eye black off his face and treating him like a child is not okay. He is okay. down a notch. All right, that that's disrespectful. It's just disrespectful. Like, well, I would smack someone in the face if they tried to do that to me. <laughs> I mean, I would. Like, that's so disrespectful, especially to a young guy who's trying to get comfortable in the league. You probably made him more uncomfortable. I love Freddie Freeman. I think he's a great dude, but that really rubbed me the wrong way when I heard. Okay, that. that's fair. That's fair. I don't want to like. I don't want to uh, start like bashing players, but I understand. Oh, I'm not going to bash Freddie Freeman. I love Freddie Freeman, but I do think that that is something that's not okay. That's fine. People make mistakes. Yeah, I just think that's one of the mistakes he may have made in his life, in a life that he hasn't made very many. Because the dude is I, awesome. But let's be honest. He's like he's a star of a human. Shout out to Charlie. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. Hey. All right. Um. First of all. Once again, thank you so much for, for joining us. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. You guys are the absolute best. Please keep interacting with us on Twitter and Facebook. It's so much fun when we get to hear from you guys because obviously you get to listen to our bad opinions all the time, but we love to listen to all of your fantastic opinions. And, you know, it, it always also helps me look at things differently. Uh, I look at things through, through my own lens, and to hear from you guys makes me say, oh, that's a really good point. I never thought about it that way. And that's how we all get better, and that's how – Everything should be on social media, and it's what makes everything fun, I think, on our Twitter and on our Facebook page. So, again, if you haven't yet, you can find us on Facebook uh, at more underscore noble at the more you noble sports podcast. If you just enter that in and then obviously you can find us on Twitter at more underscore noble. You can find Caleb at Caleb Noble zero eight. Uh, we're on there quite a bit. It's really fun to get to interact with everybody. We love it. Uh, we really appreciate all you guys. Hey, go Cardinals four game series versus the Brew Crew. We'll probably be back, I would assume, Monday, off day Monday for the Cardinals uh, to recap what happened over the weekend and not just the Cardinals world, but all of Major League Baseball. Let's hope, hey, we might still be on pace to win 121 games. Who knows? Maybe, Maybe more. even more. Maybe well, I more. don't know. I guess if we go six and win it being six and two, would that be, be the Yeah, same? I'm not good at math, so I don't even want to think about that. Well, three and one would equal six and two. Yeah, so we'd be on the same. But if we okay. sweep them – then maybe that's better, right? That would be well, better. Well, I would I would say in the law of averages, if you end up going 100% as to where yeah, we are I've, now, it, I've would, it would go up. Who are in advanced uh, AP calculus, I'd have to have them figure that out for me. But we could figure it out, right? We can take care of that. So anyway, enjoy the weekend games. Um, I think it's fun. If you're not watching NBA playoffs, you should be. Right now, the Pelicans are beating the, the Spurs, so let's go Pels. Again, hey, can't thank you enough. Find us on your favorite podcast platform. Please give us a five-star review. We greatly appreciate it. Everybody stay safe out there. Take care of each other. And we will talk to you soon. Cheers. The more you know, the more you know, the more you know, it's the more you know. Noble.